0: everyone and a very warm welcome to Grow Your Own Way, a podcast for anyone looking to reclaim the power of their own personal growth and be exactly who they want to be. I'm your host, Kevin Roberts, and I'm a coach, learning and development professional, and growth geek who genuinely gets joy out of helping people become the best versions of themselves. Throughout this podcast, we aim to give everyone the belief that there is no one right way to grow. And hopefully we will inspire and motivate people to forge their own paths and in turn live a life that is true to them. In today's episode we enter the world of emotions and look to give ourselves permission to feel our feelings. Everyone experiences a raft of emotions but somewhere along the line we have lent into this culture where we shouldn't be feeling any of them. So throughout this episode we're going to discuss why it is important for you to feel your feelings and share some top tips on how you can achieve this in ways that work for you. So if you're ready let's get started. So today's episode is going to begin with possibly the least surprising revelation you've ever heard. I am an emotional person. I know, right? Shocking. (laughs) I think I've referenced many of my teary moments on this podcast, so I'm pretty sure you're not sat there with your mind blown at all. However, the reason I bring this up is because of the definition. What are we saying when we say someone is emotional? If I ask you now, think of someone who's emotional. Who comes into your mind? When I ask you, is being emotional good or bad, what is your opinion? When I've asked people this in the past, they are very quick to give me examples of people breaking down, crying in front of others, Uh, and they've even labelled it as unprofessional. And the more I think of this, the more I begin to wonder, who decided that? Who decided that being emotional was a bad thing? After all, when we say someone wears their heart on their sleeves, it's a positive. But isn't that the same thing? Isn't that just another way of saying someone's emotional? Maybe something to think about there. Um, But for anyone who has ever been called emotional, I'm here to tell you that's a good thing. Now, I am a very, very emotive person and I'm incredibly proud of it. If I'm happy, you will know it. If I'm sad, you will definitely know it. And I won't change that just because someone calls me emotional. I'll actually say, well, thanks very much. But where has this misalignment come from? And I had a good long think about this as I always do. Um, And I think maybe it boils down to a language thing. When we give feedback to someone that they are being emotional, what we are in fact saying is that the way that they have expressed their emotions has not met our expectations. Now, just take a moment to think about that. When you think someone is emotional, you can pinpoint moments where people have reacted in a way that you may not have agreed with. When you see someone cry, um, maybe over a Disney film, uh, my trigger is in canto, in case you're wondering, but do you think, what on earth are you doing? When you see someone get frustrated at work, do you think, oh, that's not how I would have handled it? And all of a sudden we begin to see the differences. The emotions are not the problem at all. It's the way we express them. It's the way we feel them. Now, of course, that sounds quite obvious when we say it out loud. So why am I recording an episode about it? Well, it's because I would love it if people started embracing being emotional beings. If we gave ourselves permission to feel our feelings. Now, even as I say that, I know a few of you will be wincing. But, Kevin, I was always told not to show emotion. Kevin, emotions are a sign of weakness. Um, I'm not entirely sure who I'm doing an impression of there, but people have actually said those exact sentences to me before. Well, just think about the opposite of that. What is the opposite to feeling your feelings? It's holding them in. And surely I cannot be the only one who knows the impact that that can have. So let me give you an example, hopefully to bring this to life. And I I need you to use your imagination a little bit here. But I would like you to imagine that you have just been told a secret. It's a really big, juicy secret. And one that impacts people in your life. It's like the best secret you've ever heard. Now at first, keeping that secret may be really easy. But what happens the longer you hold on to it? Maybe over time it becomes a bit of a burden. You have this information and you don't want it anymore. Maybe you have to be really careful about what you say to who in case you say the wrong thing. Maybe you begin to act differently around other people, especially those that that secret is about. Maybe even it gets all a bit too much, or you've had too much to drink, or maybe you get a bit careless and the secret ends up tumbling out at the worst possible time. What impact will all of those scenarios have? Well, if you have to think really carefully about what you say, you will end up being less of yourself or less present in a conversation. If you act differently around someone, maybe they will think something is up and it will put a strain on your relationship. Or if you blurt something out, maybe that will end the relationship permanently. Many of us have most likely had that example in our lives in one way or another. So hopefully we all know the impact that that can have. Now, just imagine that that secret is an emotion. So instead of a secret, maybe it's joy or anger, love, sadness, fear, resentment, whatever it is. But just imagine keeping that emotion to yourself, not letting it show. Maybe it's easy in the moment because you can regulate yourself. But what happens over time when you keep these emotions in? What happens to your way of thinking? What happens to your body? How do you begin to act around others? How often have emotions erupted because you've just held them in for far too long? As you can see there, it's the same scenario. It's the same results. Our health can be impacted, our relationship, our lives, all because we are holding these emotions in because we're trying not to be emotional. Well, I've got some good news for you. It's okay to feel your feelings. And I say that again, it's okay to feel your feelings. I don't know who needs to hear that, but I know there's a fair few of you. We as human beings have an incredible range of emotions and we experience so many in such a short space of time. And if we do not stop, if we do not recognize them, if we don't feel them, we can be very quickly held prisoner by them. They can hijack us, they can hijack our responses, our mindsets, our relationships, you name it. So wouldn't it be great if we all gave ourselves and each other permission to feel our feelings and all be that little bit more emotional? Now, of course, that may be easier said than done for some, but fear not, I've pulled together some top tips on how we can do this effectively. Of course I have. But before I share those, I just want to say that these tips are for feeling our feeling. We're not going to be talking about regulating our reactions. And that's a very important distinction to make. Um, If that is something you're interested in or you think you could work on, uh, I would definitely recommend going back to the episodes on emotional intelligence from the end of 2020. Uh, It's a two-parter and it will cover that, that art of regulation. Um, I think it's part two that actually gives you the practical tips on, on how to regulate your responses. Uh, but for this episode, it's just a few tips on how to embrace your emotions, how to recognise them, and how to feel them. So let's get going then with the first tip that I'd like to share, and it's simply to pause and identify the emotion you are feeling. Now that sounds simple, doesn't it? I mean, how many emotions could there possibly be? Well, that's actually a very good question. Um, in the 1970s, there was some work behind this, uh, and the understanding at the time was that there are six basic emotions, and they were happiness, sadness, fear, disgust, anger, and surprise. Now, that sounds pretty manageable to identify how we're feeling. However, that was like 50 years ago, and a lot has changed since then. And a the general consensus now is that there are 27 emotions. 27. And there's a challenge for you see if you can list 27 emotions. I couldn't, I had to Google them, find out what they all were. And on top of that, you can have a combination of emotions. They're not all standalone, and one emotion can link with any number of other emotions. Now, I like a bit of math, maybe a little bit more than the next person, but I'm not sure I can calculate those combinations. But as you can imagine, there'll be a fair amount. Which is why it's so important to identify the correct emotion you are feeling. i say that again, identify the correct emotion you are feeling. Uh, And the best way to do this I find is just simply question yourself. So start with your question how am I feeling or what emotion am I feeling? And once you have an answer, which by the way will most likely be one of those six basic emotions, just simply ask why do I feel that way? And children are really great at this. If you've ever tried to explain anything to a child, if they don't understand or your answer is not good enough, they will just simply say why and why and why until you give them an answer that they are satisfied with. So Why not do the same for yourself? If you identify that you're feeling angry, ask yourself why. Let's give you an example. Um, Let's say that someone let me down at work and I recognise that I feel angry. I will then ask, why am I angry? Well, it's because they said they'd do something and they didn't. So it made me look bad. Okay, well, why did that make you angry? Well, I put my trust in them and I thought they would have my back, but they didn't. Okay, well, why did that make you angry? Well, it's because I felt let down. Now see, there's a very different emotion appearing now. I went from feeling angry to feeling let down. And they are two vastly different emotions. But why is that important? Well, I'd like you to imagine a time that you felt anger. What did you notice? I'm guessing you were a bit amped up. Maybe your blood was rushing. You wanted a confrontation. Maybe you were literally shaking with rage and didn't know what to do. Now compare that to a time that you felt let down. How different is it? Was it maybe a calmer emotion? Was it easier to express? Maybe you moved more into sadness than anger. So not only does our body change, but our attitude changes with those different emotions. But also, just think about the impact it will have on how you communicate with someone else. I would 100% guarantee that we would talk to someone who made us feel anger very differently to someone who made us feel let down. Those interactions would be incredibly different, and rightly so. If you try to express anger when instead you're feeling let down, the message you try and share just won't align and inevitably you will not get the desired outcome. So a fair bit to think about there but the very first tip just spend some time and identify the correct emotion you are feeling and this leads on to the second tip which is to take a moment to scan your body for how you physically feel. Now yes it's very important to identify the correct emotion but it's also equally important to understand what your body is feeling like at that precise moment. Are you noticing that your breathing is exaggerated? Maybe your muscles are tense or your fists are clenched. Maybe you feel relaxed or you feel heavy. The emotions we feel do have an impact on our bodies. So it's great if you can recognise exactly what impact they are having. Now, this is a great tip in so many ways, but maybe most importantly, it's that you become consciously aware of the impact that emotion is having on your physical health. Now, if you imagine people who feel a lot of anger, And they don't take time to recognize what is happening in their body, they will often have health issues further down the line. Just think of like blood pressure alone. So noting the effect these emotions have on your body will allow you to put plans in place to look after yourselves properly. But also, when you associate your emotions with your physical sensations, you can actually find it easier to identify how you're feeling. You may not realize that you are feeling stressed, but you've previously recognized that when you are stressed, your muscles are tightened, uh, you're feeling lethargic. There are some great indicators there, but only if you take the time to scan your body as you identify your emotions. And the third tip it, this is such a simple one, but I possibly think this is the most important out of a lot of them. But when you recognize your emotions, remember to tell yourself that you are not your emotions, you are simply feeling them. Now, what I mean by that is instead of saying, I am sad, you say, I am feeling sad. Now, it sounds like a small change, but I promise you it's a huge difference. If you say, I am sad, you are saying that your entire being is sadness. It's your identity, it's the whole of you, your thoughts, your life, your body. But swap that for saying, I'm feeling sad, huge shift. Your whole being is not tied up in this emotion. Instead, you're just playing host to this feeling. And not only is that amazing to give yourself that perspective, but knowing that it's just a feeling and not the whole of you makes it infinitely easier to acknowledge that this emotion will pass. It's only here for a short time and it will move on. If you say you are the emotion, that becomes a harder process because it's not just a feeling that needs to change. It's everything about you. So I hope that makes sense But and take it from me. It is something that I've consciously worked on and I still do. And it's been a huge change in my life. I mean, people have recognized me correct myself as well. Um, I used to say things like, oh, I'm sad, and that feeling would drag on for ages and ages. But I shift it to now, I'm feeling sad, I'm able to recognise the emotion, and I have faith that that emotion will dissipate. I know that I am not my emotions, I am not the made-up of them all, they are just simply guests in my world. And if you ignore any other tip but remember that one, I promise you it will make a huge, huge difference to your life. So, yes, so far we've covered, it's all well and good, identifying these emotions and using the right language, but we still need to do something about them, which is tip four, and that's simply give yourself permission to feel your feelings. And this is the most personal of all. I cannot tell you how to do this at all. I can give you advice, but no one can or has the right to tell you how to feel your feelings. It's all up to you. You know how you feel. You know what your body is doing. So only you know what you can do to feel your emotions or feel your feelings. Now, what is your process? What helps you feel? Do you need a good cry? I mean, I, I, I love a good cry. I really do. Uh, maybe you want to scream or shout or vent. Maybe you have too much energy in your body and you need to work it off. So it could be at the gym, going for a run, punching a pillow or screaming into it. Maybe it's taking some time alone to feel your feelings or maybe it's sharing it with someone. Literally, whatever your process is, please, please, please give yourself permission to feel those feelings. And I'm not saying wallow in self-pity here at all or anything like that. Remember, you are not your emotions. You are just feeling them. So this expression of emotion is not a sign of who you are. It's just a sign of how you are feeling at that precise moment. An experiment. Try many different things, but find the way that works for you. Otherwise, we run the risk of just burying them down. And as we said earlier, burying our feelings never really has a happy ending. And my last tip is is equally as empowering, and that is to communicate how you are feeling. Now, I cannot tell you how many issues I've had in relationships or how many issues I've seen because people did not communicate their feelings. And this covers all of the tips I've shared with you. Remember, your emotion will impact how you interact with other people. So why not let them know the emotion you're experiencing so they understand? And whatever your process is, tell someone that. You're not justifying anything, you're just simply sharing what you need to do in order to feel your feelings. Whether you need to be left alone, whether you just tell your partner just keep quiet for 20 minutes and let me feel this feeling. Let's give you an example of this in action. So imagine you are in a relationship and you have identified that you are feeling insecure. You've recognised it, you've understood it, but you don't share it. What impact do you think that will have on your relationship? You'll both know something's wrong... But as it's not being communicated, there will be a misalignment, which will only lead to exaggerated versions of that emotion. And compare that to something that I do. So if I'm feeling blue, I will share that. I will say exactly how I'm feeling. I'm not looking for sympathy or anything like that. I just want to share this and I will often share my process so people know what to expect. Now, people generally will look to me for positivity. And if I don't tell them when I'm feeling sad, they will more likely not get what they're expecting from me, which in turn will then make no one happy. And it also gives me permission to feel my feelings. So I will say something like, hey, I just wanted to let you know, I'm just feeling a bit sad at the moment. I'm gonna take some downtime, maybe watch a film, have a good cry. Uh, Once I've felt this feeling, I'll move past it and then we can carry on. It's very different. It's very empowering from my perspective. You're setting a stall out. You're giving people your expectations. And more importantly, you are giving yourself permission to feel those feelings. And I will tell you right now, that 1 million percent has had a positive impact on my life and on my relationships. That level of openness not only reaffirms my confidence to own and feel my feelings, but it's led to better, more open relationships as I say exactly what I need to do and exactly how I'm feeling. Uh, And of course, you can be as open as I've shared there or your own version of it. But I do firmly believe that communicating your emotions reduces conflict, reduces miscommunication, reduces guilt of feeling that emotion, and it increases empowerment it increases confidence and increases your capability to deal with any emotion that comes your way. So there we go, five tips on ways that you could feel your feelings. Uh, We've got identify the emotion, recognize how your body is feeling, understand that you are not your emotion, you're only feeling it, give yourself permission to feel and process your feelings and then communicate your emotions with someone. Now, of course, as with every tip that I ever give you, I'm not saying this is how you have to do it. We are all very, very different people with different personalities, with different coping mechanisms. So the way that we will feel our feelings will be very different. However, what I can guarantee is that if you find a way to feel your feelings, it will make a difference. I absolutely promise each and every one of you that. So whether you follow my tips word for word, whether you take one or two, whether you adapt them and use them however you want to, or whether you just ignore everything I've said and Google your own way, All I care about is that you find a way to give yourself permission to feel your feelings. Give yourself permission to be a bit more emotional because the less time you hide how you feel, the less effort you put in to resist those emotions, the more time you will have to be the best version of yourself and the more time you will have to grow your own way. And with that, we reach the end of today's episode. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Um, I'm very proud to be an emotional person uh, and I hope today has inspired people to give themselves permission to feel their feelings too. As I said earlier, if you'd like to hear more about regulating your reactions, why not head over to the episodes about emotional intelligence. They are really great and they link very nicely into what we've talked about today. Let me know what you think of the episode or any episode for that matter. Uh, Just reach out to me on Instagram. You can find me by the username of Official Grow Your Own Way and I put a link in the show notes as well just so you can find the profile that way. As always, I'd love it if you could rate and review the show and subscribe to make sure you get notified of all future episodes. But for now, I just want to say thank you for listening. I hope that you all stay safe and well, and I will speak to you on the next episode of Grow Your Own Way. Goodbye.